Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Thanks, Sean. Do you know what? Do you know what it is? What is it? It's not as the running order says, season sixty-five, episode twenty-five. <laughs> it's season six, episode twenty-five, and I've been looking back. How many episodes do you think we have done since we nearly two hundred? Well, quite not not far off. 193. That was a good guess, George. Thank you. Yeah, Thank 193. That's nearly 200, isn't it? It is nearly 200. I yeah. think that passes as nearly 200. That is a lot, though, isn't it? Well, how many have you missed? How We've many? done quite a few. There was a time where you'd never missed a single one. I know, one. Until, I think it was until last season I'd never missed a podcast. I think you'd missed one, and then it went downhill, and <laughs> you moved to the Outer Hebrides. Yeah, the Hebrides. Anyway, uh, it's, we are in it's the studio. so great. By the way, it's so great to have him in the studio tonight. And and it's special, which we'll tell you why at the end. But um, I've got to now drive him back to the Outer Hebrides. It's going to take me seven hours to drive him back. <laughs> and it was the only reason I could get him into the studio tonight by agreeing to drive him for seven hours back to the Outer Hebrides. But you're worth it, George. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Uh, yes, we are live in the studio for the first time in a while. Uh, John's microphone's buzzing again. Isn't it great being in the studio? Isn't the sound quality so much better? That's it. Um, I've got another That's one it. of these. Did I not put it here? I don't know. I've got, plenty, I've got a couple behind me. Anyway, it's all right for now. If it okay. kicks off again, we'll try it. We'll stop. Yeah. Uh, hello, John. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, apart from me busy, how, Mike. How, how was your traffic in, John? It wasn't too bad, actually. Yeah. 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 It's always quite straightforward. How, how about you? You got the oh, train. I got a train, yeah. yeah. Well, tra- I got bus as well. How was Southwest well. trains? They were working on time today. Excellent. Yeah, it Excellent. No one threw themselves in front of a train no, or anything else. No, today was a good day. It was sun- sunny. Just Very a little rare on a, on infomercial a here. If you're thinking of that, please think about the other people in the rush hour and ring the Samaritans. Samaritans, yeah, yeah. 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 Not to make light of it, but yeah. just to ring the Samaritans. Uh, we're here to talk about West Ham, Sean. We are. It's not a Samaritans no, podcast. It's not. No. Although the Samaritans. Probably do have a podcast. Yeah, we uh, probably do. Uh, oh, I haven't done this tonight. I might bloody listen to it. The first, <laughs> the first game we're going to cover is the Liverpool game. I think the le- the less said about this one, the better. I think we should just write it off because it seemed our team. Well, do you know what wrote it off? Yeah, but uh, I tell you what, I got quite a good deal because I didn't go, so I got surprise. I got money back from the kids. I got about nine quid for each quick kid for my renewal on the e-purse and I got 37 quid back on um, on e-ticket trader as well. Did you see the p- who was in my seat? Was they nice personally? I didn't notice. No, I didn't notice. No. To be fair, it was pretty empty for most of the game, wasn't it? The seats next to us. Yeah, they were actually, yeah. 
Because I was doing runs. Um, I'm yeah, going to give you a li- little bit of a, a George, taster. Shut George ones. was doing little dances up and down the empty seats. Oh, yeah. West Ham suffered their joint worst home defeat in the Premier League by losing a four-goal margin for the third time this season. Losing, I remind you, 5-1 to Arsenal, 4-0 to Man City. This is the first time since 1998-1999 season that the Hammers conceded four or more goes in four different home games in Shocking. a single season. Shocking. That's not a proud one to do, is it? Why was that? Why have we conceded so many goals at home? Because we can't defend. Was it? Because the outside of the pitch is not claret, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it was green, and it doesn't help with perception. And if only Cameron Brady would spend £200,000 turning the carpet around the, the pitch claret, then we wouldn't have lost because we'd have definition and perspective of the pitch. Could be. Well, you're glad to know that they are turning the outside oh, of the pitch claret. Goodness. And, and Karen's put We're a win the hand in a pocket year, no? of £200,000. We're going to win the league now. She's yeah. paying for it personally, is she? Yeah, probably. Out for all appearances. How bad is that going to look? Um, some well, people have actually said it might look quite how, nice. How have we gone from talking about the oh yeah, game I'm sorry, to sorry. We're, we're not a stadium podcast. Uh, let's do the stats. I know you don't want to talk a bit about this. West Ham goals zero. Liverpool four. <laughs> <laughs> Possession of West Ham at home, 33%, which obviously meant they had 67%. West Ham shots, 10, mm. only three on target. Oh. The Reds, the mm. mighty Reds, 26 shots, 11 on target. And that was another stat that uh, it was the most shots on target against West Ham all season. There you go. There you go. Well and truly beaten, we think. We didn't turn up, yeah. We didn't. I mean, we the only I couldn't even tell you who those three shots on target, by the way. Well, yeah, we started right. off all we right. Had a good, we had a good couple of chances in the first yeah. half. I mean, I used to score. I used miss. We was fighting fast. Yeah. You know, they that was awful, all right? Hit it, the we post just twice. Sort of like when they scored, and yeah, we just seen the fall. Someone apart. described it. Who was it? As the miss of the season, worthy of the miss of the season. Well, it's got to be up there. Yeah, it was quite a bad miss. Yeah, but uh, you know, we uh, we didn't really deserve to win it, did we? And and I know we had the controversial elbow in the face and the handball yeah, like that led to their Things like that change goal. games. So you can argue that that maybe killed the game off. We were only 2-0 down at the time. But we've had a few of them this year, don't we, as well. We've had a few of those big decisions go against us, against the big teams, and then we get beaten badly. Bad? Badly. Uh, have you seen that video that's going around on, on um, Twitter? about this Liverpool guy and he's going, I think I sent it to you, John. This isn't a proper stadium. Uh, I really feel sorry for West Ham. And this drunk bloke comes along and he says, he went, oh, you, you, we, we, we effing hate scousers. <laughs> and he goes, Sean censoring himself and, today. And we, and he said, oh, yeah, and we hate you. Do you remember it? I saw it, yes. Yeah. I don't think it's really worth the uh, mention. Well, I, did, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> did, <laughs> the bloke. did you see it, though? I did see it, yeah. I think you put it on the group. I did put it on the group, yeah. Uh, moving on, anyway, to the next game. That was that game. That's that game done. What, any, well, I'm going to ask more, one question. Any more for any more? Yeah, the other thing I want to ask you is, what time did you leave? Uh, between the third and fourth goal, didn't we? I can't remember. Oh, Where really? That we? early? Well, so we've like got a free goal rule, Sean. 70, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Se- a free goal rule before half time, actually. That's no. the rule. Yeah, where did we g- where did we go? We had to go somewhere that night as well, didn't we? Concert. Uh, Bella's birthday dinner. That's right. So you left around seventy minutes, yeah. 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 You Got didn't moved stay to Sunday, for the. Didn't you didn't, didn't stay. Didn't stay for the uh, lap of honour. Lap of honour, no. And <laughs> no one else did. Uh, Nigel Khan did. Of course he did. Where is Nigel, by the way? Is he not expecting to join the podcast? Well, I didn't really tell him about this because we're all in the studio and we haven't got the technology to join him on phone, so I sort of dropped him, which is why we didn't talk about it on the other WhatsApp group. (laughs) I was expecting him to turn up any minute. Yeah. Well, he came to Surrey once. He he went to Weybridge, didn't he? That was last week. He came to Surrey once. Yeah. Didn't like it, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he stayed for the um, lap of honour with about 100 other people. And... uh, Aaron Cresswell got in a fight. Oh, yeah? Allegedly. Well, no, not allegedly. I think he did. Um, he got held back. 
some fan tried to, he was about to hand his shirt to young, some hammer youngster, and this guy ripped it from his hands. And um, Aaron took great exception to that and took a swing at him and had to be held back. Um, some reports say he had him by the neck. Aaron Cresswell had him by the neck and then was pulled off by the fan, by the stewards. Uh, and wasn't oh yeah. wasn't a happy bunny of where what the stewards did to him and how the whole thing was handled. Oh really? He's a scouser as well, isn't when he? When was the last Cresswell? time you were pulled off by the stewards, Sean? Uh, I've never been pulled off by the stewards. And were you happy with how that situation was handled? Because uh, I've never been pulled off by the stewards, I wouldn't know how that has been handled. Okay. Moving swiftly on, uh, West Ham two Burnley one. Our last game of the season, an away yeah. game at Turf Moor. A bit of a dead game. Not much to play for other than a couple of places. But the Omens were with us. I mean, I know lots of people thought we'd lose. However, you know, they we won the last five games against them. They were shocking um, in their last... I forget how long since they won a game. Uh, and they had a good home record, though, didn't they? They won more... They the guys say they've got more home points than Man United. And this is a stat that got it for me. And Andre Au has scored and assisted in the same Premier League game for the third time. Obviously for different clubs. Hmm. And it's the fifth game in a row we've beat Burnley. So, we had it over. The Clarets. We did. We wouldn't want and, and we deserved it. I thought we played really well. I didn't watch it all. I watched bits of it. And Faguli really stood out for me. And it showed me that Faguli has been played out of position. And if he plays in that sort of free role that he was given, he's far better. Yeah. And actually, I have more time for AU in the position he played as well. I'm thinking if he'd I have played we, the whole I season. I think we need to give time to AU, to be honest. He's yeah. clearly got something. He has. I mean, he's got six goals now. He was catching up. If he'd have stayed fit all season and played more, I think he could have been top goal scorer. Remember, um, Antonio got it with eight, or was it nine? Nine. So isn't it just not good enough, is it, for the Premier League? It's not. No, we Top didn't. Goal scorer, nine it is, goals. It's embarrassing that not a single one of our goal scorers got ten goals, isn't it? Uh, anyway, we went one 0 down, uh, and then responded pretty quickly for Gooley's goal. I think a four million pound goal. That I was. think we all uh, we all agreed that the, the defending was shocking on both sides. It was, yeah. And then it was a uh, was it a t I, I didn't really see much other than the goals. Was it a tight game in between? I think I think we dominated when it came to the end of the first half. I mean, they they got the early goal. The, the goal, by the way, that we conceded was Lanzini didn't have one of his better games. Don't you agree, John? Um, he he, he was a bit poor on the touch, and it was him who gave away the ball. The ball. Uh, and is it Andy Gray? What's his name? The Burnley guy. Then it's not Andy Gray. Andre. Andre Gray. Then uh, literally <laughs> went through Ginger's legs, didn't he? Right did. through Ginger's legs. Um, and um, oh, I'm trying to remember the striker who got their, their goal. He slotted it in. Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I can't, can't remember. He'll come back to me. But um, I mean, and, I remember and just goals. poor defending. I mean, to, for one to go through Ginger's legs, but L Lanzini gave it away to begin with. Uh, but it was against the run of play, I thought. I thought we, we deserved... I mean, we, we replied for Gooley. Um, I said their defence was awful four minutes later. Yeah, and we that, that moved us up. In the live table, that moved us up two places. So it was a £4 million goal. It moved us up to... to um, well, we moved up a lot of tables that game, didn't we? We didn't did. We then dropped, then then Stoke scored, and we moved down to, to 13th. And, of course, um, and then it was AU again. He, he gets a few of these, just nodding in a simple Yeah, it was goal. a funny goal, wasn't it? Well, that's, that's like the third one he's got like that, simple tappings. Um, that was Fernandez hit, wasn't it? Fernandez, yeah. I, I, I'm, really, I'm really fancying Fernandez, actually, now. Signing of the season, wasn't he? Well, he was, according to uh, the uh, player awards, the £330 a head player awards. Yeah, he was a sign of the season. Good, he's a good player. Does Masaku, I would have given sign of the season personally. But really? Yeah. I think he's a, a better left back than Aaron Cresswell, the fighter. 
Well, we went up another table, didn't we? Because he brought on a, a teenager on, didn't he? Oh, yes. I'm glad you mentioned that because you said, um, and I haven't put it in the running order, what David Gold said, because I think it's been taken completely out of context for an 80-year-old. Um, Why? Do, so how, how every time someone picks him up on something... It's out of context. You excuse it as out of context <laughs> right. and you, you, you back it up with... He's 80 years old, right. you know. Right, so you tell me... Can you, what not, you, can you, you not suggest, Why don't then, you paraphrase what he said? He right? said, it's extremely hard for a teenager... Yeah. ...to break into a team full of seasoned professionals. Internationals. 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 Yes, he did say so that. I'm glad you used the word teenager instead of youth, which a lot of other people have... Because there's a difference between a teenager and a youth player, by the way. Just... just well, it's rarely, sure. Someone 16, 17 or 18... 19, when they're 20, they're not a teenager anymore. Just to, just to point that out, a lot of people have missed well, that. Or when you go from 19 to 20. I yeah, think you're not we teenager. all have to accept that it's extremely unlikely unlikely a teenager will break into a Premier League team full of seasoned international. Yeah. So well, he wasn't just talking about West Ham, a Premier League team. He didn't say West Ham, he said a Premier League team. But there's been quite a few Premier League teams that have brought well, like Chelsea. How many teams... Did, how many... Chelsea's um, just the wrong example. All right, Spurs then. Chelsea Let's talk about Spurs. How many? Are well, Dele Alli, he's, he's just... He, he's right, but how many minutes? How many minutes? It doesn't matter, minutes. How many minutes has a teenager from Spurs played in a team? I don't know. Harry nine. Came, how old was Harry? Nine. It, it's, it's, it's obviously not Ali, and it's not that... It's nine minutes. For the whole season, nine minutes. I'm sure Dele Alli turned We're, we're now on four year. minutes, by the way, for Declan Rice. And it, we could have beaten Spurs if only we'd put them on five minutes early. The point is, John... Marcus with, Rashford? With the, yeah, with the exception of um, Everton... Tom Davis. Yeah, and Man's, Manchester United... Why does there need to be an exception? Why can't... You know, why do they... Right, because the problem is, right... And this is, not a, this is not a West shall Ham I tell you the, podcast. Right, shall I tell you what the problem is? The problem is, it's not so much... It's, he said it was difficult for teenagers to break through... What he said was teenagers break through with seasoned internationals. Right. What seasoned internationals? Like Caleri. Right. I mean, is Fletcher not worth a. Is it not. Well, you're not better I'm not off sure Fletcher's up to it, by the uh, way. Yeah, but are you oh. not better off to give him more. Have, have we not seen well, more out of Fletcher than we have out of Caleri? You know, is it not better off to give these players a chance than give all these. By the way, if you looked at it last season, we'd have been way up there on the teenage because obviously. Um, Reece Oxford played a number of games, yeah, and then, the game and then against what? Arsenal. And then what? And now then he's not up to it. Now they should. And now he's really he's not up to it. He's not up. To Look, the problem is the days of Michael Owen being thrown into a Premier League team. The gamble, the money is so big. You have to cut your well, teeth so in the Champions. So why was it the, uh, all right last season for him to start Oxford in our first game it of the season? It was a massive gamble. Our first game of the season at Arsenal, and he actually he actually like bossed that game. He had a superb game, and then we never saw him again. Right, I agree, but that's up to Slab, and that's up to Terry Wesley. It's up to the whole thing. Needs I can tell you right because um, um, we've now been talking to Terry Wesley, as you know, the Clarence Hugh building up under twenty five. I can tell you, he believes that quite a few of the players are ready to play first team. That starts with Declan Rice, but it's it's Oxford, it's Burke, it's uh, Quinner, and it's Martinez. Samuelson? Six. Uh, I think Samuelson suffered a little bit with with some some confidence issues. At Peterborough. At Peterborough. So I think he's not quite in there, but it, there is six that he believes are ready. The first team. But you've got to remember, only, only about 16, Terry Wesley, that's his job, though. It's his job. But he has admitted to us, it's not just about getting them into the first team. It's also making a bit of profit and selling some of them off as well. Yeah, but the, the, the bottom line is a team like West Ham, with the absolute you know, history of the academy, and you know, they much, yeah. much play on it. They use it for wherever they can. To have a history, they've been there for seven years, Sean. All right. Well, let me ask they you a question. They have been there for seven years. Right. In the time they have been there, there's not been one player brought in. And Where do we live? What yeah. county? What county do we live in? Oh, sorry. And just down the road in Cobham is one of the best. Yeah, uh, you, you just hang on a minute. Let me finish. No, You've I'm had not. Your say. You keep going on about the Chelsea. Chelsea Academy Chelsea is, is one of the best. Ex- example. It's one of the best academies for facilities 
in the country. It's down the road in Cobham. It's I pass it every example. morning. How many teenagers, forget that, or youth players, have come through that state-of-the-art academy, which is one of the best, if not the best, in the Premier League, and how many of them have played in the first team? How many? How to the many, nearest one or two. How many have come out of that system and play for other teams? How many of them are out on loan around Europe playing for first teams? They have got... But how many we, broken we, through? You cannot compare our team in any aspect, in our, at any level, compare it to Chelsea. You just can't do it. We are no... They are light years ahead of us. Light years. But they don't go for the first team. Look... We're not going to win on this. Chelsea do. I'm not, I'm not an apologist for the club. All I will Chelsea say is... Chelsea buy a lot of their youngsters as well. Yeah, it's they a gamble. Yeah, they, they hoover up everybody they can. Yeah, and then they it's, th it's how they've got their, their ability to Everton have done... Uh, don't get me wrong. I, if there's one person I want to show... I mean, Southampton South have done yeah. really well. Everton have done even better of bringing theirs but through. Chelsea had a policy to do all that, to be, to be able to break down their financial fair, fair play figures so they could keep these players on loan. They then charge like they did with Lukaku and all that. They sell him on for large fees, and then it but gives them. At the end, at the end of the day, you've got to look at our our club, right? We're not performing right. as well but as who, we want who, to. Tell our me, owners refuse to invest as much as we want them to in the summer. So why not play right. some of our youngsters? Well, because I don't think they've been up to it. You tell me, anyone who's left and has gone on, with the exception of probably Stanislas, right? Who else has left there? So our last person who came through the academy was James Tompkins. Now, at, um, obviously, Palace. Yeah. Before that, it was Jack Collison. Before that, it was probably Mark Noble, right? That's how bad it is. It goes back 10 years. Who, please tell me, has left the academy, proved us wrong, and goes, oh, yeah, yeah, look at Elliot Lee. We all said, let's give, look at Elliot Lee. He's banging them in for fun in the, in the development squad. What happened to him? But you don't see... You where, don't, where is he you now? Don't know. You don't know you if he had a chance know. there, But I mean, someone would have picked him Harry up. Where is Harry he? Kane at Tottenham, they were going to get rid of him. They didn't know. They there was no sign of it. What he's done until we got his chance. Who in the in the youth team would you would you have played all season? I don't name I, them. I don't. I can't name would you you put, anyone that I would you play have, all um, season. Oxford. I think Reece well, Oxford should have been in and around the squad all I've, season. I've would you replace them? You would, you would take out. I wouldn't have bought Font. Bonner. You wouldn't have taken Font. I wouldn't have bought Font. Fair enough. I, 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 you. I wouldn't have. You wouldn't have bought Font. You wouldn't have spent kept, eight million on Font. You would have kept him in. Yeah, there. I would have kept Reese Burke. I would. Have, he could have done the right back. Um, dealt with that issue. Okay, it's an important role, centre back. I'm not even sure, by the way, Reese Oxford is actually a centre back anymore. He's a defence. They played him as a defensive uh, midfielder. I just think this the the way this whole our whole club with this. They've been there for seven years. Not one player through the academy. The famous academy. And then he comes out with the a statement like that. It's just, they just, yeah. just fast me now. The one anyway. that's really frustrated me this yeah. season has been the Caleri and Fletcher issue. So yeah. Caleri's clearly going back in summer. Four million pound loan we paid on We're not going to keep, we're not <laughs> going to keep well, him. I, I agree with you on this one. Why not play Fletcher? Yeah, the chairman, it was a chairman's pick. Four million pound loan, which was ridiculous. From a dodgy... No option to buy. No option to buy. What the hell was he doing that he believed in Clary to play him again and again and again? By the way, the only reason he didn't play against Burnley, bringing it back to Burnley, do you know why? No. He was injured. Why is he would have played him? Yeah. But anyway, Claire, Sean, we got to hear something. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Let's say, sure, sure. Let's hear what the gaffer had to say. Slavan, you got the win that you wanted to finish the season? Yeah, we wanted to finish uh, with, uh, to finish positive. You know, and the guys done everything. Mm, we deserve to win, uh, to beat them, and it's always nice, you know, uh, to win the last game because if, mm, this result stays. You know, you can't make it up in uh, a week time or whatever. So that's why I'm, I'm really pleased for the guys. You can reflect probably at greater length in weeks to come on how the season's gone. But initially, what do you think? Has this been a disappointing campaign? Look, uh, we thought that we're going to do better. Uh, but uh, considering everything, and I didn't want to talk about that during the season, you know, we want to stay positive and all that. Uh, we had so many obstacles, so many injuries, so many surgeries, like eight surgeries, which is like not normal. And then, and then also, although the move to the new stadium is the best thing the club has ever done uh, long term, it needs, like for every club, it needs time to settle in. So, uh, Considering all that, uh, 
uh, it was tough season. We had ups and downs, but uh, at the end we we done it, and uh, I have to praise the guys for that. We showed the belief. We never lost the belief. We showed the character. Also, we showed the quality, and uh, we finished 11th. We wanted to finish better than that, but in this in this kind of a league, we are one point uh, from being eighth. I think uh, in this league, it's it's. It's not a season to talk about, like to hail it, but uh, it's not a very, very bad season. So uh, we've done it. Other people have had lots to say about the move to the stadium. You've kept quiet. Has it actually been pretty difficult? It was difficult. Uh, like it was difficult for I don't know. You know better than me. For uh, if you're talking about England uh, with Arsenal, if you're talking about Man City when they move uh, Southampton and uh, a lot of clubs in Europe, you know, you need time, you need time, and uh, it's still not over, you know, it's still very, very hard uh, to get that Upton Park feeling, but uh, it's going to be better and better, like it actually was, apart from a game against Liverpool last week, that there was a bit of complacency in it, because we done the job against Spurs week before, uh, we improved a lot home. Uh, with the way we play, with the way we press the people, the, the, the opponent and that. So I'm expecting uh, to be better next year, of course. Is it going to be a busy summer for you? Not busy in the terms of... Uh, I think for every club it's going to be busy. You know, but, uh, because, I mean, even Barcelona want to improve their, their team and the squad and Juventus is improving their team and you think they're ideal. Like, so uh, it will, but... Uh, like today's game showed that we have we have a quantity of players, we have a squad. Okay, sometimes some players maybe will go. We we have to replace them with some players, but we were today today we were uh, without eight players, eight players, and still we had a good team out. So uh, if we're talking about squad, I'm happy with the squad, but. Uh, we need few players to improve our first eleven and to improve at least the competition for 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 like to play. You know, so it's easy to say we have our targets, but uh, make no mistake, our targets are the targets also for eight, ten clubs in the Premier League. So uh, you have to do it, and it's not only down to us. You know, we have to, but we have to do a good business, and hopefully we're going to do it. Good luck. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There you go, John. That's what the gaffer had to say. What do you think? Yeah, I think he sounded like a relieved man like us all. He was uh, glad this season is over and let's look onwards and upwards. You are so full of shit. You haven't got a clue what he said because you never listened to I it. I heard the last little bit there when we read it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Season review. We ended 11th place on 45 points, but two more points would have bagged 8th place. Where did it all go wrong? Was it a perfect storm? That's what Slav said. I don't know if you've read his article in the London uh, Evening Standard, but he said, I wasn't going to say this before because it was an excuse, but he said it was a perfect storm of Payette leaving, uh, the London Stadium move, the injuries, which he said he had 10 of, uh, the summer signing settling in, not being crap, he said settling in. He said it was a perfect storm of all of those together. Do you agree, John? Well, it kind of looks that way. I'll the question... Well, uh, it's an excuse. Th th it's, it's all an excuse, really, but really all you've got to think is how, how many of those factors are of our own making? What do you mean? Apart from the injuries, they're all our fault, right? Well, it's not my fault. No, not us. Not uh, not us. Well, sitting Pyatt, here. you knew was. I mean, I think you said, you know, yeah, or but you, John. Pyatt's, one of Pyatt's reasons for leaving was because he'd been promised these big name signers that hadn't come, and he was no, that's disillusioned. Not his reason for leaving. He's a troublemaker whose agent always wanted to get the next buck, and it was always okay. going to end like that. You know, someone well, else signings didn't settle in because the majority of them were shit. Some a billionaire um, came in and bought Marseille. And he came back to Marseille. He never wanted to leave Marseille I'm not in the first about place. Pyatt all right, okay. talking about the stadium causing issues was we chose to move. It's not people standing, sitting, no. or the steward issues. Well, what's he saying then? What, what is well, he, what I know is he's he? saying that. I'm saying it's bollocks and it's excuses. You know, I, I, I would say I would say without a doubt the stadium has cost us points this season. There's, there's right, no, you know there's what? no doubt about that, Sean. Do you know how close it was? I've I've said today there were three leagues, right? Everton, who finished 
seventh, 61 points. Sean, we dropped right? 22 points Hang from on. winning position. Six, so there was a top seven, which was includes Everton. They got 61 points, as we know. Chelsea got 93, right? Do you know what the next one down, eighth place was? Oh, yeah, How I many do you think? Oh, I really don't care, Sean. 46 points. The points. So 46 <laughs> points to eighth. And if you go all the way down to 17th, this it's 40 season, points. From the points, so the points totals are shit. Yeah, uh, well, I'm saying that in the mid-tier, so 34 points or under got you relegated. So that's the lower one. The mid-tier, there were six points covering all the mid-tier from seventh place. Yeah, all and the we way lost down 22 17th. points from winning positions. And I said today, and I got shouted about it, I said, Sunderland. Remember Sunderland? We were 2-1 up. And we conceded. Sloppy goal in the last... In injury time. If we'd have held on to that, that we'd have... Sunderland. That was Sunderland. It was, was Sunderland. Was Sunderland it? away in, in April, oh, yeah. Oh, away. Yeah. yeah, we were 2-1 up. Yeah. We, could we conceded. That cost us two yeah, points. That would enough been enough for us to finish eighth. West Brom. Right? Eighth instead of 11th. Now, eighth, you'd have been going, well, actually, we finished seventh last year, eighth. There's nothing to choose. Or we could have lost another point and we would be down at 17th place. That that shows you this year, that mid-table obscurity, that it, it, Sean, it's a been, point in we've a way. we've been absolutely shit all And season. we've still finished in 11th. How did we do that then? Because the rest of the league's been pretty shit yeah. as well. Yeah. But I'd say, without a doubt, the stadium has cost us points. You can't say that the settling in of the stadium, the trouble, the stewards, the whatever. How many points do you think it, it's, it's it was? Um, it was a toxic atmosphere there for a long time, wasn't it? At the beginning of the season, all this stuff, sit down, stand up and fight do you in think and also. The yeah. It was a real toxic atmosphere. I'm sure it did. How many points do you think it's I cost know, the stadium? Three or four at least. George, do you agree? I definitely agree, yeah. There's, there was times where we really needed a win and you would have banked on a win against do certain you, teams. Do you think the, the injuries caused us problems? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. We've been bad. We've, we've very bad injury run. And Pyatt, what did Pyatt cause us? Because, I mean, there was lots of games before he left. He just didn't turn up. Yeah. He, we I mean, someone said to me, well, it was Huey, actually. Huey said to me, the problem is he built his team around Pyatt. When Pyatt left, we didn't really, yeah. we had to think of another plan. But we, we, we saw it coming, didn't we? Because we, yeah. we'd see him running. He would go, no, no. He'd run wave his hands it, and his say, hand, push yeah, his hands, I don't, don't, give don't the ball pass to me. me. Yeah. We were like, what's going on there? So, all so, all right, let me ask you an ask question. I'd love to ask a question. Ask Sorry, you what? a question. If, if the stadium cost us three or four points and the injuries cost us three or four points and Pyatt cost us three or four points, where we should we have finished? Well, you know what that means. Between nine, nine to 12 points more than we've got. We well, that, so that, that would put us, right, top seven. That would... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Puss above, you know, 
on, on like 63 points then. Yeah, we, we could have well... Above Everton in sixth place. We could have so well been... you're saying we are top six or we, we should be top six? We could have well been in the, a similar position that we were last season. We could have well done. Yeah. If they... If, uh, if we hadn't moved and if they'd have bought better, because that's the other side of it, isn't it? The players they bought in didn't really improve us in any no. way. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually say, I know, and I, I, look, I'm glad Slav's staying next season, right? I know some people have said who listen that I'm anti-Slav, but I've been disappointed in him playing people in out of positions like Antonio at the beginning of the season. Some of his tactics, I've been disappointed in his signings, which he did sign off on. I don't care what you say, John. As Tony Henry's been on the West Ham TV today to say how it works, right? And saying that Billage has picked the players, not anyone else, and we've backed him. And I, I think there's second si uh, season syndrome with him. I just where people found him out and go, I know last year we don't know how West Ham plays. Oh, now we know because Slavin Bilic plays the same way. And it was only when he started moving free at the back, only a few games away, he mixed it up. Up to then, he was so predictable. Tell me I'm wrong, George. You're wrong, Sean. Do you really think that Slav had an excellent game, a w season, no. this season. No, 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 I don't. There's no criticism for I it. I think a lot of a lot of a lot of um, poor substitutions were made throughout yeah. the season that have cost us points. Definitely. So my question to you guys, right, and then we move on from this: How many points has Slav and Billish cost us this season? Oof. How do you know? I'd have to look back at all, well, all you, the Well, you come up with the stadium. You were really quick to say how much the stadium yeah, Because we've us. experienced that firsthand. Yeah, we've been But you know how it affected the players. But you can't say how. I think Slavin <laughs> has cost us somewhere yeah. between seven and nine points. Oh, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. So if we'd have got the points from the stadium, if yeah. we'd have got the points from we'd the We'd have yeah. won the league. We'd have won the league, we'd, yeah. We'd, we'd, we'd have got 94 points. And we'd have won the bloody league. Yeah. I, I just don't... Chelsea won 30... Think about it. Chelsea won 30 games this season. There's That's a new record. There's no way you're, you could ever convince me that when Slavin Bilic went at the end of last season, he went in there and said, what I really want is Norvite on a, on a free. I want Faguli. He's on a free. Get me Caleri. We'll have him as well. Oh. Let's get me Ashley Fletcher. He's in the youth team at Man United. Yeah. I'll have him. There's no way. Well, he did want Simone Zaza, though. There's no way. <laughs> that and he, he, did, came... he did want Gokontor. Well, yeah, that, yeah, them two, I can believe. Yeah. Them two, I yeah. can believe. Anyway. We earned 119 million for our 11th place finish, and we're on target to have a 268 million turnover. 268 million turnover. Turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, but cash is reality, Sean. That's a lovely little saying. Do you like saying that? It's an old business there. saying. Is it? And the thing is, we do you know what? We earned 142 million turnover last season, which was a record. If you go back to 2012 winning the championship, our turnover was 46 million. That's all it was. So we're now in the Super League. 268 million is massive. But as it says, turnover is vanity. Profit is sanity. We, any profit we make, by the way, we made about 30 million pound profit last year. It went straight away in all the players we signed. And this year, it will probably go in all... waste of money. It all goes in the players. Do you know how much last year... So we got £35 million in from St. Pyatt for 25 and Tompkins for 10. We spent £61 million on incoming players, including Snodgrass oh, and AU, etc. Yeah, wages. And the wages. Another, no, not wages. wages. Not wages. Actual... Loan fees. No, and loan fees was eleven million on top of that. Yes. So it was seventy-two million pounds in total last season that we paid in transfer a, fees and loan fees. Twenty-five net up until January was what everyone was saying. Thirty-six net we we, we yeah, paid and that's because they they went out and they they ten million on Snodgrass. You have got to remember what Lanzini was ten million. What a great buy. We paid twenty and a half for AU. Another we, great buy. Yeah. But it does. We spent sixty million, sixty-one, mi almost sixty-one million, another million, mi eleven it million on loan. The problem is, the more turnover you get, it doesn't matter because if it goes straight out the door again, and and why I say the last thing, cash is king or cash is reality. At the end of the day, cash flow is the lifeblood of any business. You know that because you run a business. We still borrow thirty million pound every year from a payday loan company to aid our cash flow. So what's that tell you, John? Tells you that our owners are tight asses. 
because one of them's a billionaire, the other one's a multi-millionaire. Well, they're not there to fund the, the, the club anymore. Why would they you borrow it. money? They funded it in the past. They so might not take anything out of that club. 268 million. We haven't moved on to the next level yet. It's it's all for show. Mate, seven year, they had a seven-year plan, or was it, a, was it a five-year plan to get us in Champions League? I think it was a five-year plan. No, I think it was plan. seven. Was it a seven-year plan? Yeah. I think it was a seven-year plan in 2010. We're yeah, a million we're miles away, aren't we? So how much more money did the uh, stadium get us this season? Um, around 12 million in ticket sales. Um, and then we get uh, an increase of around 30%, about 7 million in retail and sponsorship. So it's around 20 million, seven, 19 to 20 million it earned us. Um, so we're going to spend that on a player. But we spent 15 million as our contribution that came out of the bowling ground. Uh, we spent 15 million paying our bank debts off and another 8 million pound on branding in the shop and changing the seats. But don't worry, we're going to change more of those white seats to claret so when people are missing next year, it won't show up so much, John. <laughs> That's true. That is true. You're joking. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. That is true. <laughs> Talking of transfer funds and fees, time for transfer rumours. Yeah. So out, we've got rumoured as Carol Caleri, I think we all know he's going to go. Valencia, I don't think it's a surprise. Arbeloa, not a surprise. Torre, I thought he's already gone. Randolph, Nordvite, Snodgrass. Roma interested in Faguli and Masuaku. Lanzini could be on his way to Everton and AU's Marseille. Back yeah. to Marseille. Yeah, well, that's his dad. His dad spoke to the French media this week and said... Well, Marseille keep nicking all uh, Marse- of Well, you know, he started on Mar- with Marseille, yes, with Payet. Yes, and he said, you know, I really hope my son can go back to Marseille where it all started. The fans love him. He's a Marseille fan. I mean, it was very bad of his... <laughs> him to say that of his son. So from, from all of these rumours here, I think what's the most likely, Caleri we know is definitely going back, right? Caleri's definitely, he Torre wants to stay. we know is definitely going back. Yeah, he is. Caleri Arbeloa. wants to stay. Caleri wants to stay. Of course he does. Yeah, he, course he, he does. wants to stay in the Premier League. Why not? He, he's just got used to the Why pace of the Premier League and he wants to stay at West Ham. Mm. Uh, Arbeloa. There is an option to buy go. now, by the way. Valencia, how long has he got left in his contract with us? I think he's got about two years, but so we, we should I get can a bit tell of money you exclusively him, right? that we will take £10 million from, from, from Everton. We Bargain price, £10 million. Are they interested? Yeah, they are, definitely. Why? So Carol... he's done all right for him, hasn't he? Carol's been rumoured that he... Um, it's a stupid rumour, but he would go back to Newcastle and Rafa wants him at Newcastle. I don't think that's that stupid. £8 million, apparently. Sold him for 35 they will pay eight million pounds. Let to get him go. Back. We would take as as low as seven million pound for him. Get him off the books. I think let him go. Uh, and then coming in, uh, is there any? Can I just ask you before we move on that? Lanzini, they can't let um, Lanzini go. No, Lanzini is not going to be sold at any price. But Everton are interested in him. I don't think Faguli, Masaku. I know Roma are interested. In him. I wouldn't let either of them go either. Uh, I'd let Faguli go for a decent. Batman. Would you? Yeah. How about Northite? No, I think keep him as a squad player. I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, right? Snodgrass, get rid. Yeah, I, I don't. I think get and Randolph. I mean, the idea is they've already signed a new deal with Adrian. If a top keeper came in, they would let Randolph go, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, let him go. I, I don't know. understand this rumor with Ruddy. I'd rather well because he's free transfer now, isn't he? He is. All right, so let's is go. Ruddy, is Ruddy a free transfer? Isn't yeah, he? he is. Yeah, so there we I'd go. rather so go and get Begovic. Yeah. So let's start in order of the inns. Well, inns, we've got Zabelta. <laughs> That's supposed to be Zabaleta. Zabaleta, sorry. It is um, it's a done deal, I'm told. It will happen this week. By the time you should hear it, this podcast, if not sh- soon afterwards. Do we uh, like it's that? It's the first signing of the season. I, th- I think it's a it's, uh, good short term. Same wages as Andy Carroll on 85 grand a week. Signing on fee uh, of several million. Big agent fee and um, and and bonuses too. Oh, uh, I think he's an uh, absolutely archetypical West Ham signing. That is what quality player at the end of his career. At the end of his career, we've seen it all through the years. Yep. From Brady, down. two year deal with an option for a third. By the way, uh, uh, Jermaine Defoe Pearson. looks like he's on his way to Bournemouth. So let's count do, that do one out. Do you think? Do you think that um, 
He won't come to West Ham? He's going, to he's going to Bournemouth. I think Sky Sports News just announced. I know they're saying he will go to Bournemouth, but it's not all done yet. Although he does want 100 grand a week. He'll go to And he does want a £6 million signing fee. If it was your money, would you give him 100 grand a week and a £6 million signing fee, or would you tell him to fuck off? I <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your censorship earlier, Sean. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't... I mean, for all that's said and done about Defoe, I wouldn't... I don't want him. I wouldn't want okay, him. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Pickford and Ruddy, two goalkeepers. Pickford, I think everyone wants him, so he won't get him. Uh, Ruddy, he's about 22 million. Ruddy's realistic, I think. Probably will end Why up with would him. Ruddy, Ruddy, is Ruddy any better than um, I don't Randall? think so. I think, Ruddy, I think Ruddy was a decent keeper from yeah. what I remember him. In a, you but know, he's, he's, you know, he's not... He got an England call-up, didn't he, based yeah, on his form and what he did If at he Norwich. was good enough, he'd have been picked up before this, right? Surely. Yeah, I think it's like one of those that just slips. But as I said, I'd rather go and get Begovic. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I would rather go and get Begovic. I didn't, put, I, I didn't put Begovic on the list, but maybe I should. Uh, and then Batshuayi. Is he... Alright, is he, so, uh, right, so I didn't spell it right. Oh, but, sorry. Um, loan. We're going to try and go all out for a loan. <laughs> Chelsea might not want to sell. <laughs> I, I read that he's being used as... Uh, um, what's the word? Bait in another transfer for a might French striker, but uh, they're they're really keen on bringing him in low. Shane Long, I'd like. Yeah, I so you would I actually. I know you wouldn't, John. I don't. I think, I think Shane Long's still got a lot to give. I think Shane, Shane Long reminds me of our favourite Carlton Cole. Couldn't disagree more. Daniel Sturridge, no, not no, thank you. No, thank you. Gilfie Sigurdsson would love it, but I, I would love it. it. But he will happen. cost best part especially, of 30 million. Especially now Swansea stayed up. Yeah, never happened. Wilshire, no thank you. Wilshire and Oxley Chamberlain. Oxley Chamberlain, I'd take. Both 50 million for the pair. No, Oxford right. are prepared to sell them. Oxford? Sorry? Did you just say Oxford? Oxford, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal are prepared to well, sell. Well, if, if we could get Oxley Chamberlain, I'd be all over that. But yeah, I wouldn't me want too. Wilshire. Would you, would you spend 30 million for him? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Why is he not fancied by um, Wenger anymore then? I don't know. Okay. But he, he, you know, he's, we need someone of his type. See, I think we need someone like him. We need a striker like a Batshuayi. Yeah. Or uh, what do you call it? Inacho's on your list. Yeah, yeah. We need a striker. We need someone like him. And I think if we got a Begovic, yeah. and we got those three players and brought in to the squad, the Oxfords and that to make up I think up we want two strikers, a goalkeeper and a right back is what we're looking for. Anyway, well, move on, George. Uh, well, I'm just going to roll through the others. Ian Acho, I think one um, stands up. Gazal, what's that? Who's that? He, he's a Algerian winger um, who, who's been linked. You're an Algerian winger. How about Wood? Scored 30 goals for Leeds. He is like our friend Carlton Cole. Do you think so? Yep. Uh, and the, and the uh, and w- w- what's the Man City youngster, the twenty-year-old who's allegedly available? Inacho. Inacho, yeah. yeah, he's available him. for twenty million. I, I just, th- I would Everton one. I'd be all over that. I just, I remember seeing him. Was it last? I think it was last season at the Bowling, and he came on, and he just absolutely changed the game. So I'd, okay. I'd, I'd be all over that. Do uh, you know who Stockdale is? The uh, yeah, other Fulham goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, all right. We got. Bone is not going to happen, back by the way. Again. On, on, Yeke, on Yekuru. This is the Nigerian person who said the deal's done. I've I just got to do personal terms. To another club, though, it, uh, Yeah, he's been. Re- there's a lot of clubs after him, including Spurs to and Arsenal. Is he uh, the one they're talking about? Yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal and he's Everton. He's an Arsenal fan. But actually, as senior sources say, we don't know, even know. We are talking to him. We don't even know if he can make the jump to the Premier League. Uh, Luke Shaw, Troy Deeney. Anthony Marshall, Joe Hart, John <laughs> Terry, Wayne Rooney, Torre, Ched Adams. Who's he? Uh, he's, uh, I think, a. Uh, he's in the championship, if I remember rightly. I'm going to Google him. And Dries Martins. Dries Martins. Dries Martins. Martins. <laughs> Sean, when you say Ched Adams, do you mean Ched Evans? No. I can't find anyone called Ched Adams. But yeah. Ched, Ched Evans has just re-signed for Sheffield United after much controversy, isn't he? Yeah, it's not him. Uh, the season ahead, what should Slav and the owners do differently, John? Yeah, exactly. This one's for you. Come on. 
You're yeah. in charge, mate. What what does he need to do differently next season? And the owners, whichever you want to start. They I had their meeting today at Essex. I would what buy. Would you I would buy. Take the account we are getting Zabaleta. Yep. I would buy another three players over the over and above them that just come straight in and command a start. So I'm talking about the Ian Achos and Oxlade Chamberlain. Play, players of standing that will come in and they will be automatic starters. I would get rid of some of that Deadwood we've said on there. Yeah. I'd make up the squad with your Reese Oxfords, your Reese Burks, yeah. and your Rices and stuff. Josh Cullen. Yeah. Josh Cullen's yeah. And would you do I'd tactical? I would I would carry on four four two? I would, no, I'd go I would carry on with a free at the back, at yeah, the back. I like that. I think we've got some plays that make... I think um, Cresswell's set up for a wing-back role. So, yeah, I would... What would you do with the backroom team? Would you change some of the backroom team? I would freshen up the backroom team. Yeah. Would you get rid of Julian Dix? No, not necessarily. Right. Who but would put I, out the cones then? I would get I would get in some more ex-West Ham into, really? the, into the squad. Yeah. Really? It's really? coaching. Yeah. Well, what makes them... Isn't it the best person for the job and not just getting a load of old cronies? No, well, disrespect. See, all, all of the things that we've discussed tonight about the youngsters and the ex-players now, all I know is that tomorrow night, is it tomorrow night or Wednesday night, Ajax are bowling into a cup final. Mm. They've got one of the youngest teams ever and the whole, virtually all their coaching staff are ex-players. It's, it's all, been in, all been inbred well, into them about you know the what? thing about the club. You know what? in charge of the under-18s. Remember, we did win the Premier League 2, Division 2, we are Premier League, um, Premier League yeah, two are. champions of Division so Two, yeah. and so we got promoted to Division then. One. Huh? Play more youngsters in the first team, then. So yeah. Terry Terry Wesley's just signed a new three-year deal. That's put him in charge. I would, I would well, Terry do Wesley. <laughs> from the management side, and from the board side, I would I would make sure that that happens. That they put their money in their pocket, yeah. and I would just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might say that. All right, final thing. What would you do with the stadium next season? If the stadium cost us three or four points, what would you change at the stadium next season? Uh, I, I, the stadium. Yeah. If I I, I, as you know, I'm going to a sports advisory board on Wednesday t in two days' time with Karen Brady. If, if I'm going to take one message to Karen from you, John, <laughs> what would it be? And, and just remember, it shouldn't really be a swear word. Uh, what what my Resign, message? I please. promise you. No, I promise you. If it's a sensible suggestion, I will tell her on Wednesday. Oh, I've got. I'm I'm past it, Sean. I'm Are past you? it. All You're there. resigned to the. I'm resigned to the fate of it. We're renewing, aren't we? Even though yeah. we said we never would. Yeah. Have so you changed your Twitter profile now? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I think this changing the green around the outside is just going to. I think that's a bad idea. It, I'm going to agree with you. I mean, the, the space between the pitch and the stands look terrible now. Can yeah. you imagine when it's really shown out in a different colour? Yeah. But uh, and and all this stuff about um, the changing of the all of our branding and stuff out of the stadium for the championship yeah. and stuff. Did you read that? Who pays that? Uh, the taxpayer does. I don't know if you heard about the business rates that we, you know, there's a big thing in the Telegraph today that we don't pay our business rates, which wasn't news really. Um, but yeah, all the it's got to be a clean stadium. So they remove, they might even have to remove the sign, the illuminated sign. I think they might cover they it might up. Just cover but it. But all the, you know, they might have to cover up the same West Ham because the rules are, and it's in the contract, it's got to be a clean stadium without branding, without logos. So all the shirts probably have to come down. All of that. Everything Crazy, that's it? West Ham needs to be stripped out of that stadium just for the World Athletics. And we're, we're going to play... And it'll cost hundreds of thousands of pounds to How do How many that, games are we going to be playing away at the beginning of the season? Three games. So at the beginning of the season... First three games First away. three games. Up to three games. It might be two. Depends on how we're drawn. But we won't play in there till September. Right. Good, because I always go away late August anyway. So yeah, you do. I yeah. usually miss the first game anyway. Well, you've missed this season pretty I'm, much, I'm away at the end of August as well, so hey, it could work in my favour. Works in our favour. Right. Uh... Number nine, it's time for this. For the last uh, podcast of the season, we thought we'd revert back to the old jingle. Or ever. Oh, it's, slash, it's the only one I could find. 
Sean, you put on the group earlier, which is facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast. Yeah, because no one else prepares for this podcast. We are in the studio tonight for our last podcast of the season to discuss the loss against Liverpool and the win against Burnley to finish in 11th spot. We will discuss the past season and look forward to how we could sign in the summer. (laughs) Send any questions or statements of that before 7.30pm tonight. Thank you. Ian McGregor says, do you think the board are going to keep quiet during the summer transfer circus? I get tired of it. We have to spend big money on quality. thing is, how much are we going to use? So uh, what I will tell you is at the bloggers meeting, I was, I was sitting next to Jack Sullivan. And Jack Sullivan, we asked him this question. and It, it, it was the only one question he answered. And he said, Dad's promised me he's going to keep his mouth shut. This transfer week. Well, he's the one who tweets it all, so just don't tweet it. Well, he doesn't lately, though, does he? To be fair, I he's been know. doing work experience. I asked Jack today, the meeting's today. He's not tweeting anything. He's doing his work experience for the club, and he's nowhere near what's going on. Do you in, think in they, the you, in your he, meetings... He's a, he's a chairman in waiting, is young Jack. Do you, do you think they sense a turn of tide against them to some degree? No, not at all. No, they don't. Torre Sandaka Sislak... I think I've said your name right. Wow. Says, what's your opinion on Nordvite? Keep him another year? Has Slavin really given him a fair chance? Nordvite has played two, maybe three matches in his real best position. Ain't enough time, if you ask me. He's a freebie. I'd sell him. He's on 55 grand a week. I'd keep hold of him. Squad 55 player. 55 grand a week, squad player. That's, that's, kind of, that's the kind of money people expect these days, sure. I'd, well, I'd not s- from Sacco. Sacco's on 27. I no wonder wants to leave. <laughs> I see him... At the beginning of the season, in the European games, he looked quality. And on the odd occasion, he looks decent. But on some occasions, he looks awful. But he mainly, he's been played out of position. So, I'll get rid of If he wants to stay, I would keep as a squad player. Douglas Woodhurst says, great podcast this season. Thank you, Douglas. You should say thank you, really, because you've been doing most of them. Yeah, thank you. Well, the second half of the season. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, Lanzini is the one we need to keep hold of. What about going Did after Benteke? I hope three or four signings that Billy's sure talk Benteke about anymore. include two strikers. Looks like right back is done. Yeah, I agree. The right back's done. I, I, I just haven't, in all of my, you know, talking to, where we talk to agents, we talk to sources of the club. Benteke's, Benteke's not never come up in any conversation. No, I think he's been th- gone, hasn't he? Do you think? Do you think we're going to buy two strikers? I think we're going to try to buy two strikers. I, I think what we'll probably do is try to buy two strikers, get one overpriced one, and then get a Caleri on loan last day. Well, I can tell you now, I can tell you now, if a big came in for Carroll, they would take it, but they're not going to try and get rid of him. If Carroll went, they would definitely get two strikers. See, I think that's what they do. I think they right. get they will get one striker, they will keep Carroll, and they'll bring Martinez in and Fletcher. But let's not forget Sacco. Sacco is at his last chance saloon. We're not going to get rid of him. No one would want him. He's only got one year left. He's got to save his career. This is not just about money anymore. This guy has got to start getting fit and start scoring goals, or he's finished as a footballer. No one else is going to take a chance on him unless he can get he's his temperament right, he can get his head right, and he can get his injury sorted. So we, we, does he, he m- cannot go. He's going to work. He's back in S- Senegal now. He's had his holiday early. He's coming back literally next week, 1st of June. He's going to start training at Rush Green while no one else is there. And he's going to go right through to June and, and hopefully start his pre-season. So he's staying? He's staying. Well, well, where else could he go? There's no point in paying him a year's wages, right, so paying him up, so and no one else would buy him. The strikers then will be a new striker, Yeah. Carroll, Sacco. Yeah. So we're going to do Fletcher or Martinez. Now, Martinez is... Pushing. No, we will be buying another striker. There will be a there will be a main marquee striker, which they would like Basho. Yeah, that's what I say. A striker. Ed yeah. Hughes says, Why have so many of our players been injured this year? Is Rush Green the issue or is it our approach? I don't know. Green? Is it Rush uh, uh, Green, Sean? Well I don't Rush Green, by the way, he's got one of the best facilities. So the the pitch, the million pound pitches they've bought is the same specification as the London Stadium and the Emirates and Wembley, etc. The heating, the lighting, everything. We've got none of the problems we had at Chebwell Heath. Okay, So I don't think it's the facilities of the pitch. What I will say is, though, there's been a lot of criticism of the training techniques. One of the things being discussed today, I'm told, at the end-of-season meeting in, in Birch Hall in Essex, is 
the need to mix it up in the backroom team. Now, this could be a bit of a contentious issue for Slav because he's very loyal. He surrounds himself by people. The fitness coach is like a 69-year-old ex-handball champion from Croatia. I think he should go, personally. And when you look at, no disrespect, Julian Dix, what role does he play? And then I think you could get in... The, the rumour is they're looking for a defensive coach. They will give him extra money to bring in a defined defensive coach because Slav's done that in the past. I think they want they want to bring in a new defensive coach to improve. They've leaked so many goals this season, they think they should bring in a, a new defensive uh, coach. Palumi Ogunlana says maybe we should look at Florian Tovan, Chikorito, or Steve Mooney. I don't know. I don't Steve know any Mooney. of them. Chikorito, he, he... He won't come. He won't come. He... he there was talk about him last summer, weren't there? And he just I'd love him. Big money, big money. And Lewis Trout says, are our first three fixtures of next year still away from home? Yes, we talked about them a minute ago. Or two to three, depending on how the transfer computer fares for us. Um, transfer computer. Do you so mean the fixture computer? Fixture computer. And, and whether we play on a Monday or not. So it might be, you know, if one of our games got moved to a Monday instead of a, a Saturday then the stadium might be ready for the third game. So you might have the first two games away from home. But if our game got moved to a Monday by Sky, because we're playing Chelsea, then the stadium will be ready for that game. Palumi Ogunlana says, again, loan deal for Batshuayi looks nice if possible. Hopefully we keep Byram and maybe still Ake and Begovic from Chelsea. So question for you on, like on Byram. How does Byram get into the team if there's Abaleta Well, fit? he just stays as a backup. And yeah, he's staying in the squad, he not he? How injured does... I can't remember the Zabaleta game. He's pretty fit, isn't he? He's not injury prone. I don't remember him being particularly injury prone. Yeah. Tim Sharman says, what are your thoughts on the failure to get Vodafone on board as stadium sponsors, Sean? It's got nothing to do with West Ham. And we won't get any money out of it, so I don't really see it makes a difference. And the good thing is that Clarence... It's a non-event, Tim. So... Um, they had five billion pound of losses, right? Uh, and they've decided Brexit. to their their portfolio <laughs> of sponsorship is going to change. And they think actually that there wasn't a enough range of things. They said sometimes aligning yourself with a football team sometimes puts other people off. So if you align Vodafone with West Ham, if you're a Millwall fan, then you go, well, I'm not going with Vodafone. I if you're a I'd Chelsea agree. fan, it's it's a bad idea sometimes. Ed Hawthorne says, would you rather have a current club owners who I believe to be genuine supporters of our club or a super rich foreigner with no club ties? Current owners, without a doubt. 100%. Saviors of our club. Super rich. Saviors of our club. I'd, saviors. I'd have a former or a fan as chief exec, but an investor of super rich. I would Michael Tabor, maybe. I would have the Chelsea model. Yeah. Please. What? Someone who interferes with uh, the manager all the time and sacks managers like... Like it, like what? Like, like I don't know. Like, like, like what? Like, like a, a like whore brings down our drawers. Or, <laughs> or someone in the in the 13 years or whatever he's been there, invested a billion pounds and has won six Premier League trophies or whatever it is, a Champions League. And yeah, how much has he spent, many? though? A, a lot of money. One billion. Yeah. We're over an hour now. Come on. Well, it's, uh, it's the last podcast. It is the last podcast, yeah. but it's too long. Ever. It's too long. No one wants to listen to us for an hour. Wait, so they've got a whole season, right? A closed season to listen to this. Or should we just record the journey home then? And add it in <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, it says decision time and goodbyes because there's rumours that this is the end of Maunders' podcast. Well, we, we need to discuss this, right? Do, we, on do, the do, do we need to discuss it on air, though? Yeah. John, your microphone's playing up We again. should. We should discuss this live on air. So the problem Let's is... discuss it quickly then, because like um, I said, we're over an hour. George has moved away. To the Outer Hebrides. To the Outer Hebrides. So he can't get into the studio. He works in London. He can't get into the studio because he takes a long train hold at home. Uh, John just goes along with, with anything we do. Um, but it is George's podcast, and he founded this. And, and as you know, George has been missing from this podcast quite a lot of times, which has left me to, to do one on a mobile phone with sometimes uh, Nigel. And the quality's not been good. Uh, some There's people been some errors in the production. There's been some errors <laughs> in the production. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not a sound editor like George. So really, we, we've sort of fought long and hard. Should more, than said. should more than just a podcast continue? Or after 200 episodes, should we call it a day? 
Well, that means do it. Well, or, or we just do like eight next season to take us up two hundred across the season. Bottom, the bottom line is the bottom line is, is the technical side. If we let's face it, if we can get a technical system together that we can record remotely to a decent standard, we can carry on. If we can't, this could be it. So if we're not here next season, thank you for listening. Well, let's make a promise, actually, because if we're not making a decision now whether this is the end of more than just the podcast, right, we should try over the close season to try and get a technical solution. But if we can't, we should do our farewell episode. But we One farewell episode. I agree we can do a farewell episode, but what I will say is that Pretty much, I will every spend seven hours picking up George again and bringing him to the. Pretty studio. much every end of season, we've discussed doing a closed season podcast, and we never yeah. even managed to do that. So the likelihood of you, essentially you and George, getting together to work out a technical solution <laughs> to this <laughs> is pretty slim. Yeah, but George is could actually try and get the solution working. I could try and replicate it on my laptop. Anyway, that's a boring part that we want to talk anyway, about. Anyway, so that's. So we don't know if it's the end. Well, we're glad right. we discussed it. But we will be back. If, if we decide to call it, it a day, we will be back to say our farewells. If not, see you next season. Thank you for listening for the whole of this season. Yeah, and the other six seasons. And the, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure everyone's been listening that Yeah, long 193 long. episodes. They're all available in back catalogue, by the way. I think some of them aren't anymore because you have to tear them off. Yeah. Next, but, um, <laughs> Uh, I've been George John has been here Sean has been observant as always uh, we are more than podcast thank you for listening have a good summer have a good summer come on you irons come on you irons come on you irons Bobby Moore more than just a podcast Bobby Moore more than just a podcast Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.